Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. And if you're new to the podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. We always love new listeners. Uh, So on this week's episode of 20 Minute Fitness, we're going to be talking about biohacking. Uh, More specifically, you know, the principles of biohacking. Uh, We're going to be talking about sleep and we're also going to be talking about nutrition. So we're going to give you some more straightforward principles of biohacking and see what you can implement in your everyday life. So anything that we mentioned in this podcast, if you're interested in finding out more about it, then we have a link to it and a really fancy thing that we put together every week that's called our show notes. You can find it at www.20minute.fitness. It has a transcript of this episode along with any links or resources that we also use. So it's definitely a handy tool if you're looking to find out more. Um, Also, we have some really nifty 20-minute fitness merch that we would love to send out to you guys. So in order to get it, you can tweet us a review of of this podcast at shape underscore scale and some really great gifts will be on their way to you in your mailbox, in your hands, in real life. It's absolutely crazy. And you guys, I want to get right into this episode, so I will cut right to the chase. If you happen to see a little button that says subscribe, click it. It doesn't bite or anything, I promise. In fact, it notifies you when we post every single week. So it would be much appreciated if you guys click that button, and then we can meet back here every week. And you guys know this. As always, the 20-Minute Fitness Podcast is powered by ShapeScale. ShapeScale is a 3D body scanner scale and fitness tracker. You step on it and it digitizes your body composition in photorealistic 3D. It's now available for pre-order on shapescale.com. Okay guys, we're going to get right into it. Uh, So this week we're going to be discussing biohacking, what it is, what it means, um, how can you even hack your own body, is that we're not computers, we're human beings, so how does biohacking work? So essentially, the definition of biohacking that I found was that biohacking is the process of making changes to your lifestyle in order to hack your body's biology and feel at your personal best. Uh, It appeals to the idea that everything that we put into our bodies, foods, thoughts, and movement uh, can affect our behavior. Biohacking yourself will boost your energy levels, allow you to feel more productive, and become, you know, the best possible version of yourself. Uh, which sounds pretty good, right? If uh, I can make a few adjustments in my life to make me running at an optimal level, then why not? Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about two main categories of biohacking. Uh, the first is the very important cornerstone of health, which is sleep. Um, and then the second half of this episode, we will cover um, the other very important cornerstone of health, which is nutrition. Um, so we'll be going over a few biohacking methods in each one of those categories. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. So you may have in fact already heard of biohacking. It's been a pretty popular topic um, across a lot of um, health and fitness forums and communities. Um, It has especially big proponents for it, like uh, the creator of the Bulletproof Coffee and the whole Bulletproof movement, uh, Dave Asprey, is a big um, supporter of biohacking, along with fellow podcasters like Ben Greenfield and Tom Harris. Um, again, they're really big into the biohacking scene, and I actually use them as really great resources to um, find out some info for this episode. So um, diving into the topic of sleep, we're going to be looking at um, kind of the way that our body uh, cycles through sleep and through um, being awake. So that's otherwise known as a circadian rhythm. 
So our circadian rhythm, often referred to as our body's internal clock, is the rhythm that influences all of the timing of our bodily rhythms, including our sleep and awake rhythm. Uh, The cycle is completed approximately once every 24 hours, which is why these regular rhythms are called circadian, circa meaning about and dian meaning day. So although circadian rhythm has been attached to um, when we sleep and when we're awake, and that's how a lot of us are familiar with circadian rhythms, it's actually a kind of larger overture of our body's other biological processes, um, such as um, fluctuating uh, body temperatures, uh, when we feel hungry, hormonal secretion, uh, glucose hemostasis, and cell cycle regulation. So it's actually a kind of bigger umbrella for a lot of different um, cycles that our body goes through daily. So as I'm sure all of you guys are probably aware, your circadian rhythm can be thrown off and it can be thrown off um, fairly easily. So you might have experienced um, your circadian rhythm being off balance, whether um, you're in college and you pull an all-nighter and that would throw off your circadian rhythm, whether you have a new baby that's up all night or if you're starting a new job and it's stressful, um, all of these things can kind of affect our circadian rhythm. So a loss of coordination of these rhythms can have a negative consequence on your productivity, your appetite, your happiness, your social interactions, your workouts, your focus, your immune system, the list goes on and on. So all of these negative side effects, um, they're mostly related to a big disruption in the production of hormones that affect our sleep and awake cycles. Um, Also, it includes melatonin, serotonin, dopamine, leptin, and of course the hormone that controls our hunger, which is ghrelin. So it goes without saying that without supporting a consistent and well-timed circadian rhythm, it can really throw off um, the rest of your body chemistry along with your brain chemistry. So this kind of moves us into um, our next phase, which is how does our circadian rhythm get thrown off or what influences our circadian rhythm? So that kind of leads us into our next question, which is how do our circadian rhythms uh, become synchronized or how do they become out of sync and how can we get them back into sync? Um, So generally speaking, um, our circadian rhythms follow the exposure to stimuli that signal the time of day. So these stimuli are known as Zeitgeber, which is a German word for time giver. And while Zeitgebers uh, can include everything from the time of day that you exercise to when you eat breakfast, light is the most important and potent stimulus for circadian rhythm. So for example, exposure to light in the morning and exposure to darkness at night results in sleepiness at night and alertness in the morning, Uh, while exposure to light in the evening and non-exposure to light in the morning can slightly shift your circadian rhythm forwards and cause you to stay awake longer and possibly sleep in longer in the morning. So circadian rhythm sleep disorders um, can be a result of a misalignment between the timing of the circadian rhythm and your external environment. So this could be triggered by jet lag, shift work, um, watching loud or bright TV at night, or being on your cell phone while trying to go to sleep. So that leads us to the big question of how do we biohack our circadian rhythm? Well, going back to what I mentioned earlier, Uh, in that our circadian rhythm is most affected by stimuli of light, you can actually biohack your circadian rhythm using light uh, to have a more restful sleep and wake up more alert. 
So one of the more straightforward ways of biohacking your circadian rhythm is to just limit your blue light, um, whether that's turning off your phone an hour before bed um, or no longer sleeping um, with the TV going on in the background. Um, all of those things can help you uh, launch into a more settled rhythm. But, you know, a lot of us have to work later into the night and be staring at screens or have to have our phone in our hand throughout the day for our job. And um, that's not really something that we can cut out of our life very easily. So a way that you can limit blue light in um, your general day-to-day life is by enabling uh, your phones or computers uh, night mode, um, which is available on Apple and Android products, um, where it just essentially puts a orange cast over your screen and it kind of filters out that blue light. So uh, when the sun starts setting, that uh, orange kind of screen will turn on and it will just kind of help your body produce a little bit more melatonin um, as blue light can in fact uh, kill the melatonin that's in your brain and stop your body from producing it because it's getting that signal that hey it's not night anymore and it's daylight and look at all this blue light so we need to stop the production of melatonin. Um, And then another way to kind of uh, limit your blue light uh, exposure is to also wear glasses that um, limit blue light. Um, So there's plenty of uh, products you can buy on uh, Amazon and there's also more, um, you know, fashionable um, eyeglasses that you can wear that in fact uh, limit the amount of blue light that um, enters into your eye, uh, which also makes it a little bit healthier for your own eye health. And again, it will kind of help you uh, keep those regular levels of melatonin rolling. Another way that you can biohack your circadian rhythm um, is a tip that I actually picked up from biohacker himself, uh, Ben Greenfield. And it's actually kind of using the idea of, um, you know, blue light eliminating glasses or night mode and actually inversing that theory. So how you would do this is using a product called um, a retimer, and essentially it looks like a pair of white sunglasses missing the lenses. Uh, And inside the frame of the sunglasses, you have this kind of blue-green light that shines onto the face uh, from the inside of the sunglass frame. So the retimer shines into your eyes with a blue-green light um, that is far more powerful than what you would find on your regular um, phone, television, or computer screen. Um, and again, this blue-green light is meant to sort of wake you up to um, kind of stop your brain from producing that melatonin and get you ready um, to be alert throughout the morning. Um, so you can use um, blue light limiting glasses along with night mode in tandem with a um, product like Retimer that produces um, a higher concentration of green or blue light to kind of adjust your circadian rhythm to what you need it to be. Um, and it kind of helps if you are in that zombie-like stage of recovering from a um, all-nighter or if you have a baby or if you're just experiencing extreme jet lag, um, these tools can definitely help you get your circadian rhythm uh, back and working for you. Also, if you're experiencing something called a seasonal depression disorder, um, where you are um, feeling a bout of depression come on when um, the seasons kind of darken a little bit and it's cloudier from day to day, then a product like Retimer um, also has proven to help with that. Um, Again, it's just a sort of light therapy that can help um, your body kind of come out of that uh, depressive state if your depression is linked to seasonal depression disorder. 
Okay, and next we're going to be moving on to the nutrition side of biohacking. Um, and so for this part, we're just going to be looking over some um, general themes and trends that seem to be popping up along um, Reddit pages and blogs and podcasts um, are all kind of talking about um, the same things. And so we're going to be touching on those trends as well. So one of the bigger trends that has definitely dominated um, probably 2017 and then also into this year for sure has been um, the ketogenic diet or just a diet that is heavy in healthy fats and has a very strict carb um, restriction. So this has been at the forefront of movements like the Bulletproof Coffee Movement or um, has been very popular with people along the lines of uh, Tom Harris or Ben Greenfield. Um, so we did a podcast on the uh, on the ketogenic movement and what that diet actually looks like and what that diet actually does to your body. And you can go ahead and listen to that podcast. We really dive deep into the world of keto. Um, but the general gist of the whole movement is that by replacing fats with carbs, you're replacing this kind of yo-yo, yo-yoing effect of um, putting a bunch of carbs in your body and having this big sugar spike and then crashing right down and uh, not having a sustainable source of energy. Meanwhile, fat, on the other hand, provides a stable source of energy for hours and actually encourages your body to burn fat. And of course, this kind of goes without saying, but it's kind of meant that you're replacing carbs with healthy fats and not just any kind of fat. So um, products like eggs, avocados, wild salmon, uh, nuts, uh, coconut oil are all great sources of healthy fats that will um, help your body uh, run on a more sustainable energy source. So if the ketogenic diet sounds a little bit intimidating for you or sounds like too many rules to follow on a day-to-day -day basis and you are still looking to do a little bit of biohacking in your life, um, the simplest way to go is just by removing um, a fair amount of carbs and just introducing more fats. So um, the easiest place to do this is with your breakfast. So instead of doing a carb-heavy cereal or granola or oatmeal, you would replace that with eggs and bacon and avocado. Um, and that's a pretty easy switch. It's not like you're replacing um, sugary cereal with a completely green smoothie. You're replacing it with a meal that is high in fat and that will keep you satisfied for a long period of time. And so now we'll be moving on to um, nutrition kind of hot topics when it comes to biohacking. The first thing that you might be curious about is MCTs, or otherwise known as medium chain triglycerides. So you might have seen MCT oils in your local grocery store, or you might have seen it as a advertised supplement in a drink that you might have gotten from your refrigerated section, um, or it's in a variety of other um, health conscious products as well. And essentially, MCTs are there to kind of support a uh, support your body in a state of ketosis or a state um, of processing ketones through your liver as a source of energy. So your body can produce ketones naturally um, by ingesting a fat and then producing a ketone, or you can do so by use of an MCT. So think of MCTs as quick, clean fuel your body will burn. MCTs are some of the healthiest fast fats because they're what your body breaks down fat into for usable energy. In addition, your body also uses about 20% of your total daily expenditure, and since MCTs cross the blood-brain barrier, they offer potent fuel for cognition as well. 
MCTs don't need to be shuttled around your digestive system either. They travel right into the liver and then are distributed for fast and lasting energy. They also support your gut microbiome by combating harmful bacteria and parasites and then contain antioxidant properties which reduce internal inflammation. So even if you're not looking to be on a strict ketogenic diet, MCTs are definitely a helpful supplement to introduce into your body um, if you're looking for anti-inflammatory benefits and also if you're looking for a source of energy that is a bit more sustained throughout the day. So the next topic of biohacking nutrition that we're going to be moving on to is adaptogens. So you may have seen the word adaptogen around maybe um, at your local juice place or you might have seen it brought up along the internet. But adaptogens are anything insanely fancy. In fact, adaptogens are really just herbs uh, such as ginseng or milk thistle. Uh, they can allegedly cure a lot of health problems. Um, internet health gurus will suggest that um, they will help cure you from anything from uh, stress to Alzheimer's to asthma. Um, even the Bulletproof crew recommends them for relieving stress and improving sleep. So as you can probably tell, in many ways, adaptogen is just a more sciencey term used to refer to traditional herbal remedies. But the term does refer to a specific type of remedy. Adaptogens are herbal compounds that purportedly work with your body's stress hormone to prevent and treat pretty much any chronic illness. And that's all possible because these compounds can supposedly adapt to whatever your body needs it to do. However, at this point, no mainstream health organization is ready to classify adaptogens as an actual cure for anything. The FDA regulates herbal remedies as dietary supplements, so they are not required to undergo the clinical testing process that pharmaceutical drugs have to endure. So a popular adaptogen supplement is a mushroom variant called Reishi. And reishi mushrooms contain a complex sugar known as beta-glucan, um, which may stop the growth and spreading of cancer cells, according to Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Other animal studies suggest that reishi mushrooms can enhance your body's immune system response, and a very small laboratory study found that reishi can have an antihistamine-like effect and help people who have allergies. While this all sounds very exciting, more research has to be done before doctors can confirm that reishi would have the same beneficial effects on humans and in real life. Okay, and that uh, wraps it up for this episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you'd like to subscribe, we very, would very much appreciate it. And any ratings or reviews that you guys do for this podcast, be sure to screenshot it and tweet at us um, at shape underscore scale. And we will send you some free 20 Minute Fitness podcast merch. I mean, who doesn't love that? You get merch, we get a review, everybody's happy. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of 20 Minute Fitness. And if you have any suggestions on what topics we should cover next or who we should interview next, um, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter as well. And okay, thank you so much for listening and hope to see you back here next week. Bye.